On today's episode, we are going to take a look at Disney. They just reported earnings, so let's get started. So first, let's start off by taking a look at this company's stock price performance. Today, it ended the day about 2% down and sitting at about $101. After reporting earnings, the company is down a bit more after hours is down another 2% and is sitting right now about 98.83. If we take a look at this company's high from February, this company was sitting at about $140. So with the current price, this company is close to close to about 30% down compared to its highs in February. And before we go any further, guys, don't forget to hit that thumbs up to subscribe and hit the bell. It helps the small channel out so much and I appreciate all the support that I'm getting from you guys. So thank you. Also, there are a lot of other companies doing earnings this week. So make sure to post on the comments and let me know which ones you guys want me to do. All right, so next, let's take a look at this company's earnings results. Remember, this is for quarter two. And one thing I want to mention is quarter two only lasts, it's only till the end of March. So in the United States, this only affected about two weeks of the quarter, right? Because in the United States, we pretty much closed down in mid-March. So it only affected two or three weeks of the quarter for Disney. So I do think we are gonna take a bigger hit in the upcoming quarters, in the upcoming quarter three, when it's after, when it's April to June, right? Especially since April has been closed, um, all this Disney parks have been closed in the United States since April, and there is no real timeline of when they're gonna open. So I do think the upcoming quarter is gonna be the bigger impact for, for most companies. So quarter two non-gap earnings per share were 60 cents, which missed by 30 cents. One thing to note is this company still provided a positive earnings per share. It's not like the airline industry, right? Uh, and I can kind of put, I, I would kind of put this with the airline and cruise line industries because they do make a lot of money from their parks, from their cruise lines, and from outdoor activities dealing with Disney. So it is, I think, a good sign that we're at least not seeing a negative earnings per share. Gap earnings per share were 26 cents, which missed by 47 cents. Revenue for this company was $18.18 billion, and it's up 21% compared to the same time last year, and revenue actually beat by $510 million. At the end of the day, Disney Plus subscribers were $33.5 million versus $26.5 million just a quarter ago, so we saw an increase of about 7 million users. To be honest, I feel like Netflix did take a big um netflix right now is the true winner between the subscriber growth right i would have expected disney plus to have grown a lot more because one it was it's it's a newer con it's a newer subscription service so more people would jump in and second because of the whole coronavirus and everybody working from would even push that even further espn's plus subscribers went up from 7.9 million compared to 6.6 million just a quarter ago so remember those subscriber counts were just compared to a quarter ago quarter one of 20 of of 2020 next disney is thinking of ways to preserve cash and the first thing it's going to do is opting against paying the first half dividends which is supposed to preserve about 1.6 billion dollars in cash and 1 billion 1.6 billion in cash i think it will help the company a lot especially throughout a quarter we're going to see in this earnings call they mentioned that the results of income loss from from the parks being closed was close to a billion dollars for the last quarter so being able to save 1.6 billion dollars will be able to help kind of offset that but remember just this past quarter only took effect of a little bit of timeline compared to this upcoming quarter which is going to have a lot more park closure times 
Next, the new Disney CEO, Bob Chapek, says that the company is looking to opening a Shanghai Disneyland park around May 11th, and they're going to try to be cautious, sensible. They're trying, looking for a cautious, sensible approach. And I think this is going to help out a lot, especially because, right, it's going to teach them what not to do or what or things to do when they open up back in the United States and when they open up in Europe and when they open up all around the world, uh, starting with one park. And obviously, Shanghai was the first park to have closed down, especially because most of this started in the in, in China area. Most of the closures happened there first, and then they trickled them down their way down to Europe and then finally to the United States. So I think it will be a good learning point, not even for Disney, for many other companies as well, to see how what kind of stuff they implement. Finally, the last thing we're going to take a look at is the press release that this company gave out for the earnings call. So now let's take a look at some of this company's highlights. First, like I mentioned, revenue for this for this quarter was $18 billion. Compared to the same time last year, that was a 21% increase. Unfortunately, net income from continuing operations has dropped down. Last year, this company had net income of operating of operations of $5.4 billion. Right now, it's $475 million. So that was a decrease about 91%. And you might be like, Jose, that's crazy. The amount of law of um, the amount of money is making how, how much money less is making now compared to the same time last year. But we're going to see there was a one-time money revenue that came last time that is not coming this quarter. So that's kind of, I, I know a lot of news articles right now are pretty much hammering this net income dropped down by over 91%. But one of the main reasons was because of that one-time revenue this company collected last year at this quarter. I think a better a better form of understanding what's going on is taking a look at the cash provided from by from normal operations last quarter same time last year this company made 3.9 billion dollars from from cash flow from operations this is cash flow provided from its everyday activities this year from 3.9 it dropped down to 3.15 so it did drop down by 19 percent but it's not that 91 percent that we see in net income finally this company is still free coat free cash flow positive it had 1.9 billion dollars of free cash flow this quarter and compared to the same time last year was 2.7 and one thing i was worried was that this company's free cash flow is only positive because it might have take borrowed a lot of money but we're going to take a look at the cash flow that that was not the case so there uh, i do see a, a bit of brightness in this statement from disney but like i mentioned quarter two is going to be the real raid boss for this company it's going to be the, the hardest sector but I, I hopefully things do start to pick up soon and then if you guys have been watching my video you guys have the this is pretty much how the impact of COVID-19 is affecting the com um, this company and if you guys have been watching my channel you guys I have talked about Disney plenty of times and have mentioned most of these the most significant impact are to the parks experiences and products this is pretty much their cruise lines their theme parks and any outdoor experience that Disney has this makes up a nice portion of this company's revenue and at the moment they have closed down all their theme parks and they have um, closed down their retail stores suspended cruise ship sailings guided tours and experienced supply chain disruption next another big portion of this company's revenue is studio entertainment Studio entertainment are like movie movies coming out in movie theaters. And right now, most movie theaters are, are out of commission. So a lot of these movies that were supposed to be released now are being pushed are being pushed back to later dates. 
and then as well as production for new things if some pr production in in content has also stopped because not many film crews film crews are out right now filming and then another part is the advertisement right this company makes a lot of money from advertisement and right now with sports being down espn is probably not, not espn is not getting a lot of advertising revenue as well as other other portions of of espn since there's no sports all right so now let's just take a look at revenue by segment and the four main segments that create revenue for this company are the following media networks like i mentioned this is disney channel and this is all their media so they have national geographics some part of the some for some portion of the fox network and they have different networks so this is the revenue collected from there from either advertisements uh broadcasting next is parks and experiences um and this is again your, your theme parks then we have studio entertainment like i mentioned this is movie theaters and finally direct to consumer and international and this is where you have disney plus where you have espn plus and where you have hulu so remember even though disney plus is new for disney Disney also ha is not new to the streaming platform. They've had Hulu for such a long time. And now out of that $18 billion, a huge portion of it came from media networks. Media networks made $7.2 billion out of $18 billion. So about close to, I wouldn't say 40% comes from there. Parks and experience, and that actually increased about 28% compared to the same time last year. Parks, experience, and products dropped 10% compared to the same time last year. And right now it's sitting at $5.5 billion. Normally, if we took a look at the last quarter, if you guys saw my previous video, this was about 7 billion. Both parks and experience and media networks were close to 7 billion. So we did see a huge impact in parks and experience and products. Next, studio entertainment. Studio entertainments are pretty much flat. Uh, actually, no, it's an 18% growth compared to the same time last year and finally the biggest growth of here is directional to consumer and directional to consumer same time last year only made 1.1 billion dollars this year it made 4.1 billion dollars so an increase of over 300 percent there and that's actually pretty crazy back then direct to consumer made very made less than 10 percent of this company's total revenue now it's sitting at about i want to say about 20 something percent of the total revenue comes from directional direct to consumer and international unfortunately if we take a look at the income by these products right so that was just the revenue now the amount of money this company provides most of the income comes from media networks media networks makes 2.3 billion dollars Parks and Experience makes $639 million. Studio Entertainment makes $466 million. Direct to Consumer makes up, actually takes a loss of $812 million. And if we compare, one thing to though is Direct to Consumer's loss is a lot bigger than it was same time last year. So same time last year, this company lost $385 million in Direct to Consumer. This year it lost 812 and you're like jose how can this company lose so much more in direct to consumer and international and one reason disney plus this company same time last year did not have disney plus but if we take a look at the six months ended so this is for quarter one and quarter two if we divide this by two in theory it, each quarter made up about 750 million dollar loss which is close to this what we saw 812 and that was that now this is showing the effect of disney plus disney plus is at the moment costing this company some form of operating income one thing they do mention is even though prior to the closure domestic parks and results volumes 
and guest spending were higher compared to same time last year. So now let's take a look at this company's membership of streaming services. So first, Disney Plus right now is sitting at $33.5 million, million users compared to a year ago where it had nothing. So that's actually ridiculous amount of growth. Next, ESPN Plus. ESPN Plus a year ago had 2.2 million. Right now it's sitting at 7.9 million. Then we have Hulu. So Hulu's actually been the platform that's been here for a long time. And the total Hulu right now is sitting at 32.1 million, uh, million subscribers. And one thing that's actually pretty impressive is Disney Plus in a matter of two quarters now has many more subscribers than Hulu ever had. And Hulu same time last year was at 25.2 million users. So, but one thing they do mention is the average revenue per users collected now is a bit down compared to same time last year. But if you guys do know Disney Plus, Hulu and ESPN Plus, if you have all three, you can actually get them in a bundle and it makes it cheaper to get this bundle like that compared to, to getting them individually. And a lot of people are doing that, so it has reduced the amount of revenue collected by, by a user. Next, let's take a look at this company's balance sheet. And if you guys have been watching my channel, you know this is my favorite thing to take a look at. First, let's just jump in with total current assets. This is compared to September 28th of 2019, so just six months ago. So six months ago, this company had $28 billion in total current assets. Right now, it's sitting at $33 billion. So this company does did increase its cash and cash equivalents by about $9 billion. Then there were some decrease here and there in other current assets, but nothing else to really throw a red flag. Right now, this company is just building up its cash to be able to survive quarter two. And I think that's a very smart move. Next, if we take a look at this company's total asset, six months ago, it had about $194 billion. Right now, it's sitting at $206 billion. So an increase of about $12 billion. A huge portion of that, right, about $5 billion, comes from total current assets changed. The others just come from different movements going around in the assets. Nothing really crazy or here. Any red flags that tells me to look at this. It's just a million being moved here, a million there, a million there, a billion here. Nothing to really throw a red flag so there's nothing else to take a look there in the total current assets next i wanted to take a look at this company's liability in total current liabilities this company six months ago had 31.3 billion dollars of liabilities right now sitting at 34 35.5 so an increase of about four billion dollars in current liabilities and that to me is not a red flag just because it is the current portion of borrowings and it just depends on how much money this company owes during this quarter. Maybe last quarter it paid a little bit faster. Maybe this quarter the payment came a little bit earlier. So these usually fluctuate as long as it's not a big fluctuation. And for me, that, that number change is not a big fluctuation. So no red flag, but I just wanted to mention that. Next, we have borrowing. So this is long-term debt. This company six months ago had $38 billion in long-term debt, right now sitting at about $43 billion. So an increase of about $5 billion in the past six months in long-term debt. Again, not that scary. This company's total liability is this, this company's liability does not seem as scary compared to its total current assets, right? This company has about $15 billion in cash and cash equivalents. So we can easily pay off current portions of borrowing and still have money left over. So to me, Disney's balance sheet is not, I'm not going to lie, it's not the best balance sheet I'm gonna, I've seen. It's not even a perfect balance sheet. It's just an okay balance sheet. It's a balance sheet that, I, uh, that shows that this company will be able to survive 
All right, so the final thing I want to take a look at is this company's earnings per share estimation for, for 2021. This company is expected to make $4.44 two years from now. And with the current, and right now with Disney, Disney is a company that I feel is innovating pretty well. It's a company that keeps growing. And a company like that, I personally, as an investor, I get it is different for every investor. For me as an investor, I feel okay. I feel definitely okay paying anything below a 25 PE ratio. So 25 PE ratio for this current company would give this a stock price of $111. Anything below $111, I personally will feel will feel happy paying. What I would be really happy to paying is anything below a 24 PE ratio. So 4.4 times 20 would give this company a price of about $88.08. For me, hope that's I think wishful thinking. But if this company ever drops below eighty-eight dollars again, I feel like that would be a really great opportunity for me to enter. So now in the comments, guys, make sure to let me know what are your thoughts on Disney right now. Are you guys buying? Are you guys selling? Are you guys just watching? And like always, make sure to subscribe. Make sure to give the thumbs up. And thank you for watching.